And a very good day to you. This is Pastor Mark with Touch of God. And continuing the series of Your Identity in Christ, the believer's identity in Christ. There is no identity in Christ for someone who is not born again, because they are not in Christ yet. They are not in, in, in Jesus, and Jesus is not in them. God is not in them. God is separated from them. Remember from the Garden of Eden, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, where Adam and Eve ate of the fruit of the tree that God didn't want them to eat of. And that's what separated them from God. Sin separated them from God because they went and decided to obey the devil, which was the serpent, instead of God. So, only the believer has a new identity in Christ. And it's very critical, and it is a very critical blessing, and it's very critical to understand what this is all about. Now, in previous programs, we have repeated uh, a verse more than one time. And it's very important that we all understand this verse. Uh, there is nothing to say that uh, it is there is a problem when we keep repeating verses. Uh, there are some. I mean, the word of God is completely important for us to understand. We must meditate on it day and night. But there are particular verses that stand out that are very very important for us to know. And this is uh, Romans chapter twelve verses 1 and 2, and we've been repeating verse 2 quite often. And verse 1 says, I appeal to you therefore, brothers. So now who is appealing to who? So in this verse, we see that Romans, the book of Romans was written by uh, the Apostle Paul, and he's writing to the Romans, and he's appealing to uh, the brethren, the believers there. He says, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now, let's think about this. It is not possible for us to even try to be holy and acceptable to God uh, if we are not born again. Because, for, first of all, our spirit is not renewed if we are still uh, unsaved, yet to be saved. Um, and our mind is most definitely completely carnal and not beginning to even beginning to understand the ways of the Lord. So we are unable to be a, uh, present our body as a living sacrifice if we are not born again. But beginning as we are born again, there is an opportunity for us to start focusing on how we can be more holy and acceptable to the Lord and present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Now, these the body that we have is the same body before and after we give our life to Jesus. Now, even after we give our life to Jesus, there may be temptations that we come across, temptations of lust of different kinds, for example. But that does not mean that we have failed God. God wants us to focus on Him. James chapter 4, verse 7 says that when we submit to God, resist the devil, he will flee. The devil will flee when we submit to God and resist the devil. So, it is the devil that tempts us. God is not the tempter. The devil is the tempter. So, when we experience in our body and upon our body lusts of desire, lusts of temptations of different kinds, whether it be uh, sexual in nature or even as, uh, even as uh, you know, regarding food, 
There can be food, excessive food uh, temptations. Um, these things we can say no to by the grace of God working through our bodies. If we say no to something and we seek the Lord's help to say no to an urge, to respond to a temptation or an urge with no, and you look the other way, God is there to help you through that because God doesn't want you to be consumed by the things of the world and the lusts and the temptations and the desires of the world, whether it be pornography, food, or anything else. He wants us to be presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice. So our bodies are living, and they need to be shown to God as a sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, verse 1 says. So it is entirely possible for us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice every day, but only by the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of God can we continue uh, the good path and say no to temptations, and those temptations are not greater than our ability to say no to them. The temptations are not strong, stronger than our ability to say no to them. It's very important to understand. They may seem to be more stronger than your will, but your will, in line with God's will, is stronger than the temptation is. And all you have to do is say no to it. Whether it be smoking, drugs, alcohol, uh, whatever you, whatever your uh, addiction is, if you have one, just say no to it. Just say no and ask the Lord for help to get through that situation. And he will. I told you uh, in previous weeks about my addiction to alcohol for 20 years and how the Lord delivered me from that. But I had to be the one that evening to say no to it once and for all. And when I did, that same night, after 20 years, the same night I decided to give it to God, God took it from me. But I had to make the decision first. Verse 2 in chapter 12 of Romans Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now notice that, as you can see, obviously, verse 2 follows verse 1. So it is important that you see the correlation here that in order for us to, to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, in order to be holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual worship, it is important to no longer be conformed to this world. If we are conformed to the world and let continue to allow the world to mold us to how it wants us to behave and how it wants us to think, then we are not going to be holy and acceptable to God. And the reason that is is because the carnal mind is at enmity with God. The world is carnal. The world has its own desires, its own rules, and the world is not holy and acceptable to God in anything it does. It is acceptable to the devil because the world is following the lusts and the desires and the nature and the character of its father, which is Satan the devil. But once you become born again, you are transformed and translated, actually, and transferred from under the powers of darkness and into the kingdom of God's beloved Son, and that's Jesus himself. So, once you become born again, 
you are set free by those chains falling off for all of those desires and those urges. You are now set free legally, positionally, by God. Those things legally do not have a hold on you anymore. And that's what we are going to need to talk about in the next few minutes here on the program. Because it's one thing to be set free of something, but it's another thing to be actually free of it in in your knowledge that you are free of it. Imagine that you are in a jail cell and someone comes and signs some papers for you to be set free. But no one ever tells the guard, the prison guard, that they somebody signed for you to be released. So you're still there with the door locked because nobody knows any different. The front office never communicated to the guard to open your door to set you free. So you can be set free, but if you don't know that you are, you won't act free. You will still act like you're in bondage, in chains to whatever bondage you are in, whatever addiction, whatever situation in your life. So it is important here that Romans chapter 12 verse 2 goes into the fact that by reading the Word of God, you are renewing your mind to what the Bible says about you, to what God says about you. And then you begin to believe this, and you're supposed to act it out. You're supposed to believe that you are set free from all disease or sickness or bondage, all urges or temptations, everything that is related to sin and death. You are set free because of what Jesus did for you, for you and all of us at the cross. So it is time to realize that Christ had, has paid for you. If you've given your life to Jesus, then you, the Bible says you are not your own. You have been bought with a price. Well, if you go into a shop and you go down the shop aisle and you grab something from the shelf and you want to buy this today on the way to the cashier that is not that product whatever you have in your hand is still the property of the shop and if you walk out without paying that is stealing but at the very moment you pay for the item at the cashier now the property belong that that product belongs to you the ownership of that item that you paid for transferred from the shop to you. Now, if the shop was to take the item back from you uh, without you agreeing, they would be stealing from you. So it's very important to understand here that when you gave your life to Jesus, you were no longer a child of the devil. Ownership of you transferred from the devil to Jesus. Jesus paid for you. So, Jesus, you belong to Jesus. You don't belong to yourself. You don't belong to your brother and sister. You don't belong to your mother and father. You may have been born of your mother's womb, but you belong to Jesus. That is why you are now a child of God, a child growing up into a son or daughter of your heavenly father. 
So it in inside of you when you are born again, God gives you a brand new spirit. That spirit is his nature, his character. And the Holy Spirit starts to convict us that we really shouldn't be doing some of these things that we were doing before we gave our life to Jesus. Sinning and these types of things. In fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18 to 20 says, Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So here we understand in verse 19 that the born-again believer, their body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the precious creator of the universe, your heavenly Father, came to dwell inside of you with the Holy Spirit, with His Son Jesus, because He made your body a temple for Him to dwell inside. And I know this is something quite amazing for us to be able to grasp with our mind. How can the Creator of the universe exist within us? But it is true because the Bible says so. And we also see here that we were bought with a price in verse 20 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. So if we have God living in us, why would we want to continue sinning, for example, with sexual immorality? When you are walking around and you are carrying God himself, the creator of the universe, this is why one of the reasons it's important to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. The very creator of the universe who created the universe, but he created you and your parents and everyone that you know, and he loves them intimately. He, he lives within you. He, he, wherever you go, he goes. And so whatever you see, he sees. Whatever you feel, he feels because he knows everything. God is uh, omniscient. He's om- He's everywhere and he knows everything. So, Jesus, through the blood he shed for you on the cross, he destroyed the chains that the devil has wrapped around you for too long. But you have to know this. You have to believe it and act like you are free. Remember the example earlier. You may still be in that jail cell, and you have been set free because Jesus has paid for you to be set free. But if you don't know that, then you're still going to believe that there's this big black cloud hanging over you, and you cannot do anything to get rid of it. But you are what you believe. So that's why it's so important to not believe the lie of the enemy that says that you'll never be any good, that you'll always be addicted to pornography or drugs or alcohol, that these things will have a hold on you for the rest of your life. This is a lie. God is fully able to get rid of all these addictions in your life, particularly now that you are born again. Because the law of sin and of death is abolished in your life. 
because of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, Romans chapter 8. You are set free from the law of sin and of death. You are set free. The jail cell door has swung open. In fact, I believe it just fell off its hinges. For And you are able to now leave the jail cell, flee, run from that. And you are completely free like a, a bird is flying out of it, the cage for the first time. It is free. But if you don't know that you can leave that cell, if the bird doesn't know that it can leave the cage, it will forever have this mentality and be tormented and still be wrapped up in these chains. I pray that you are understanding this today, that you are set free by the blood of Jesus at the cross. You are no longer the devil's. You are no longer under his thumb. You are the property of the Lord himself. Now, if you do not know the truth, if you do not renew your mind to the word of God, like Romans chapter uh, 12 verse 2 says, then you're still being conformed to the world. You're not being transformed by the renewing of your mind. That means you're not getting to know the truth. You're not finding out that you are free. And if you don't know the truth of the word of God, the truth that you are set free, that, that you're no longer in these chains and bondage and captivity. Um, if you don't know the, the truth, the devil can will and can, can continue to take advantage of that situation. He will keep bringing things up to you, telling you you are not free. And... Um, you know, you, that, that you should continue to have unforgiveness because someone else wronged you, um, you know, giving you all these thoughts. And how, how many of us know that what we think uh, in our heart, so are we. Um, it's very important to understand that we need to take every thought captive, the Bible says, in obedience to Christ. Because every thought that you hear, it's either the truth or a lie. And whatever you decide to do with that thought will have an effect on your life. So it's important to read the word of God, believe what God says about you, and act who you now are according to the word of God. Now remember that many people wronged Jesus, but he forgave them. One example is at the cross, Luke chapter 23 Verse 32 to 34. Remember, this is to do with unforgiveness. Okay, so verse 32 says, Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. Now you see here that Jesus, he saw past these two criminals' acts, what they had done. There are people in your life that have attacked you, maybe not physically, but in the, in the words that they use. They hurt you. They, they hurt your heart. They've wronged you. They've been bitter. And there is a tendency for all of us to, in those situations, to, to fight back with words. But it is 
very important to understand that those things that they do against us, they are being influenced by evil. Because no born-again person who is, is renewing their mind to the Word of God, who knows that they are a child of God, growing up into a son or daughter, would have the nature of the devil still in them to, to, to hurt other people. Because when you are born again, God begins working in your heart and you take on that nature of God. It may not be overnight, instantly, but it is usually very quick. And it's usually very difficult once you become born again to do anything bad to someone else because it's just no longer your nature. God gives you a brand new spirit. So when you think about people who have wronged you, do your utmost to forgive them in front of the Lord. Say, Lord, I forgive them for they knew not what they were doing. It was like they were being influenced by evil. And remember, the devil hates all of us because the devil hates anything that is created in the image of God. So the, so think about that. And the next time you are thinking about someone who has done you wrong, pray for them. Even though you may believe they don't deserve it, none of us deserve salvation for what happened in the Garden of Eden back there in Genesis 3, verse 6. So, we are no better than the next person. We are all equal in front of God. The decision is, the difference is, have we made a decision to live for Jesus and become born again? And then those of us who have, we now know better, and we can pray for those who we were once like, hating the world and blaming God and blaming everybody else for our problems. So you have already broken free all the chains that the devil Satan has put you under, becoming born again. As a born-again believer, the devil has no right to you. And the position of the devil, compared to where you are, he's beneath you. Remember that. All evil is beneath you. And the reason is, is because you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And we're going to go over this again in the next program, but I want to leave you some scriptures before the program finishes today. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. We are seated with him, meaning God the Father, in heavenly places in Christ. So God positioned Christ next to him. And because we gave our life to Jesus, we are in Christ. Christ is in us. God is in him. Jesus is in the Father. Now you see... You cannot tell us apart. We're in God. God's in us. Jesus is in the Father. Father's in Jesus. The Holy Spirit's part of God, the Trinity. So you can see that you are in Christ if you're born again. And because of that, you are seated next to the Father, next to God himself, in heavenly places, in Christ Jesus. Because remember, he placed Jesus next to him. And then he raised us up with him. So when Jesus was raised up, we were raised with him. And He's God has seated us with himself in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So remember, we are in heavenly places, but we may, obviously we are also living on the earth. But remember, positionally, we are in heavenly places. And we're going to go into that in more detail in the next program. Today, what I want you to take with you, uh, Romans 8 verse 2 says, For the law of the Spirit of life has set 
you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. That's Romans chapter 8 verse 2 in the ESV, the English Standard Version. Please read these verses over and over um, each week that I read out to you because they will help you understand who you are in Christ, how you're set free, what God says about you, and it is a very freeing experience because you are renewing your mind to the truth. You are now realizing who you are in Christ, that you are set free from all this evil stuff that has been keeping you in chains for years and years and wearing you down and you are tired and you just want to, sometimes you just want to give up. But now, if you have given your life to Jesus, the power and the grace of God, he has renewed you again. He has made you alive in Christ and there is much to rejoice about. Amen. We are on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash touch of God radio. Our website is touchofgodradio.org. That's touchofgodradio.org. And if you need prayer, you can please contact Pastor Kevin at 0708-332-117. 0708-332-117. And we will pray for you uh, gladly. In the meantime, right now, I just speak life over your bodies today from head to toe. I command healing and wholeness to penetrate your body by the power of the Holy Spirit, by faith. If you do not believe this, do not worry. I believe for you. I believe that Jesus went to the whipping post and by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. So right now, body of this listener, I command you be healed. I command all diabetes to go. I command every cell to be healed and to be whole right now. Pain be gone. Misalignment of bones be gone. Stomachs be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and have a blessed week.